You are listening to Rocklass Radio, a show where we discuss inspiring personalities and interesting things. I am your host, Tanmay Shah. I am an NFT artist and an entrepreneur with diverse business experience. This show is self-sponsored. If you want to support the show, buy my NFTs. You can also become a patron. And if you're new to the channel, please subscribe and share this with your friends on Twitter and all your other social media. All links are mentioned in description. On today's show, we have a very special guest with us. All of us on the Twitter NFT community know him. He is the one and only Ali Sharafi. Ali, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? And my brother, thanks for the intro. Glad to be here with you. Let's get this going. Let's go. Ali Shafari is the founder of Nabu Lines, an exclusive system for creative minds where we get alpha signals and um, we get to participate in a lot of competitions as artists. He is a chief advisor at NFT News Pro, which is a top trending website for NFT news and latest updates. He's the co-host of the biggest Twitter space hosted by Bhavagar. Uh, this Twitter space is dedicated for artists and it has over 500 live participants at any time you go into it. So it's going to be a great episode. Stay tuned, watch till end, and I'm sure you're going to get some great insights. We are going to dive into person, the person behind the PFP how he has come into making, what are his thoughts and what are his advice for all of us. So, Ali, welcome to the show once again. Can you tell us more about yourself? Sure, brother. First of all, glad to be here. It depends. What do you want me to say? Like before I came into NFTs, after I came into NFTs, which part do you want to know? Yes, let's let's talk about Ali and his life story. What has... Alif's life story being before NFTs? Oh, before NFTs, I was deep into Web2 in Iran. Uh, we started the, our e-commerce business way back around, now I think it's around 12 years ago, something like that. Uh, we started a website with the same concept as Groupon and Living Social. They were like group discounts. We were one of the first uh, websites in our country to bring that concept. It was a blast. First, we started as like it was a, a side thing that we just wanted to try something online because my degree was in online marketing. So we started that website as a side thing with two people, with me and one of my friends. Then we saw it's getting some traction. After three years, we reached above 100 employees. So wow. it was going on very good. We expanded the business. We went into IoT. We started building some uh, manufacturing, some IoT products like smart plugs, uh, like home automation, smart home automation systems. Uh, it was going good until uh, like the politics stuff and uh, sort of things like that kicked in. And I was like, I'm not going to stay in this country anymore. So I flew off to Turkey. Then kind of like that, my NFT journey started. So my background is like in e-commerce, online business, online marketing. 
that's why I had a like I had a passion for anything online. Wow! So can you name those websites? Are they are they still working in Iran? Oh yeah, the, we are, uh, actually I only have my rights as a co-founder there. I don't do anything for it right now because I'm like twenty four seven into NFTs. But the website is goldtag.net. It's one of the top uh, e-commerce websites still in Iran. Uh, I think it's among the top six, seven websites in Iran still. Oh, it has a huge volume of sales. I think we still have around 3,000 to 4,000 pieces sold a day. Oh, it, it's a good website. Wow. So this NFTs, COVID, and you traveling to Turkey, did that come together in the same timeline? Or Exactly. I was like, I was feeling frustrated in Iran. I thought I should take some time off. Start go visiting my friends in other countries, see what they're doing. I went to Malaysia, like uh, Kuala Lumpur, Langkawi. Then I went to Thailand to some other friends and uh, Bangkok and other cities. Then I came back to Turkey just to see other friends and go somewhere else. The COVID kicked in. The flights were closed. I thought Turkey is a nice city. Like Istanbul is a nice city. The weather is good. I have so many friends. Why not stay here a bit? And I couldn't go anywhere else at the time because the flights were getting closed for everywhere. So I settled in Istanbul. Awesome. That is that is amazing. And then you got into NFTs. So what what inspired you to NFTs? How did you transition into Web3? Well, actually, I was going to start an application, a storytelling application. A web two based app actually. Uh, we needed some good artists. We, we had the back end ready, uh, but needed some good artists to come up with a nice content. I was like looking around for artists. At the same time, I was following Gary V at that time. He was like driving everybody to Twitter and like come to Discord, come to Twitter. He was talking about NFTs. I never was into social media before. I hated social media because I hate taking photos and stuff like that. But Twitter was kind of different. So I went to Twitter. I downloaded the app. I made, a, made an account. Went there. And, uh, it was a space about NFTs and artists. I said, oh, these are like a whole pack of artists here. This is the best place to look for them. And then... I started really realizing what NFT is and Web3 and all those stuff in the space. I got stuck. It was so amazing. I couldn't let go of it. <laughs> it's still here. So this must be back in December, January. Uh, like, yes, yes. Before that, like start of November, I think. Amazing. You know, why I'm asking this question is most of us know you as a big collector and uh, influencer and a community leader and thought leader in the NFTs, but never, we don't really get to know the person behind or what is this journey because it's really important to know the founders and their background. Now you reveal that you have, you have had successful businesses throughout 12 years, uh, which have been trending. You have got a lot of backend knowledge, working with teams. So that this, I think this adds more um, credibility and more, uh, what do you say, 
more trust in the in what all things are doing right because it's not like uh, other nft projects which have got rug pull which were started by somebody 17 19 years old sitting in the garage with no background experience so i think this is the usp and uh, this is something that we need that the alpha you bring to all of us is is authentic it's uh, it's valid so thanks to you for that thank you fam for the kind words i never i never speak about what i did in the past because i was focusing on building a brand and personality in web3 and try to make that legit so if any credit i get it's for that not for what i've done in the past because mm. there are so many guys as you said 17 18 years old they doing rock pulls some others they are doing great stuff and they didn't have any past record of doing any business before so i had the same mindset that what i did it before if it can help me which it did big time it's very good but i shouldn't leverage that in web3 i shouldn't talk about that i should focus on being active bringing value as much as i can into web3 into building my own brand my own personality and the other stuff that we're doing amazing so what from your experience that you have accumulated in web 2 are you bringing into web 3 oh the first i remember the first time that i was talking to people i was like let's build a dao let's build a dao dao is like something unique this is like on another level from the moment i step into nfts i was all about like i saw that followers are fan base unless you have token holders you don't have a community like for building a dao you have a way like a hard way ahead of you but the first step was having token holders if people have trust in you to hold your token then you are taking the first steps of building a community that was my mindset from web 2 that you should build a community so i'm a i'm a glad owner of a nabul nabul lines pass so i'm proud of that uh, so we have a lot of people joining in and it really has a lot of perks starting from the first day onwards so thank you for that can you tell us more about nabul lines and uh, what is your vision for it and with what thought did you start it oh you nabul lines is our key you know uh, not keys of baby <laughs> it's the first project that me and bab did together he was doing perfect on his own you know bab that guy is like so charismatic and lovable that everybody loves him he was uh, ongoing with his art i was like oh, your art is good you are super good let's do something else let's and he had the same mindset so when we talked to each other we had, we saw that we both of us have the same mindset Uh, so we said why not do it together because our uh, thinking are so aligned let's do this together and build a nice community and since most of our uh, friends and the people that we were engaging with were artists we come up with this idea to build a community that is not monetary because it was so important for us to not be tagged as they are like uh cash grabbing or using artists money so we said we're not aiming for that we're not cheap people let's go for something that we put back 100% of it into the community that's how navoline started with the vision 
of to build a nice community because when you have the community you can do much much bigger things and uh, now that we're speaking last night navu lines uh, phase one of the keys is done sold out the floor price has popped up to 0.2 i don't know how long it's going to stand there but now it's 0.2 the base price was 0.033 that's like seven times the floor price that we started with it's a huge achievement in this kind of market we're proud of it we have nice friends such as you there you're the spice of nabu einstein my what's the pizza <laughs> without the cheese man <laughs> complete, That's what we're complete doing the there. sentence what is a pizza without cheese complete the sentence <laughs> man this is the only phrase i use i only go for the first part i give the second part to the dear friend right there <laughs> What is a pizza without cheese and what is your collection without a tanmay? Uh, tanmay. <laughs> Let's cool. go. All right. Yeah, it's been amazing. The the energy, the passion that brings that comes in comes in with the enthusiasm and charisma of Bhavagar and your vision and thought and strength and stability of from you that is amazing. it's the only place i've seen which has sold over 8000 nfts in in live spaces over the past 7 months so that is incredible and it is very consistent that's another thing that i love about this it's very consistent it is selfless the competitions are hap- keep happening in so the model is amazing and just looking forward to see what more things come in so You, what what are what are the next plans so there is nabu lines you said line 1 line 2 and other lines i see nabu faces as the second i'll just pull that up so can you just take us through what are what are nabu faces and what are other plans for uh, nabu lines oh as you mentioned we have like different lines we have different we have huge visions for nabu lines so we thought we should go them we should go forward with them step by step Uh, as you mentioned line 1 is the nabu lines it's the core uh the core of the system we call it system it's the core of the system for expansion part because as you mentioned as well we are doing huge spaces we have so many audience so many fan members we wanted to give them an identity so when anybody else comes into the space they see this as a solid community walking on one pfp to give our community and members one uh face so that that's like kind of uniting and expanding the community at the same time uh we we're going forward with that how the proof concept went forward they first sold out their keys then they went for their pfps then they go for oddities we we are going forward kind of with the same concept on different genres uh nabu faces is our pfp drop Sec the third line has already started but as you know we only build anticipation we don't say what we're doing we try to finish it and then come and announce it that bam this is done uh we have huge dreams for it hope we can get there with all of you fam members absolutely i as you are talking i was just taking our audience through the website of which links i'll be providing in the description as also kind of you to do so tanma sorry kind of you to do so <laughs> thank uh, you for showing the website 
definitely these are amazing uh, artworks as well and a lot of information is available here and you talked about the proof uh, pot proof uh, the collection collective proof collective which is done by kevin rose another veteran in the nft or web3 or web2 since 10 years he's been there i think he was the one who onboarded gary v to web3 isn't it i'm not sure about that i think you I, know more i do <laughs> i do sure follow about that but cuz i do i i love i like the concept but i don't follow kevin ross myself i didn't like the things that they did with the moonbirds recently so i don't follow the guy that much okay i'm not aware about what happened with moonbirds but uh, this this first time i saw those the key holders and a group of 1000 people coming in together and i i was seeing his podcast also so it looked like some uh, some authority in there and even you you got in a moonbirds right it's still your pfp so yeah that, that, that's the reason i don't follow him <laughs> he, he he made me like he uh, i'm down like huge on moonbirds so i respect him as a leader as a community builder what they did with moonbirds and proof collective was insanely good but uh, i hope i don't end up doing the mistakes that they've done uh, because they made some big mistakes uh, on the road uh, i don't know maybe it's that i don't i don't have any grudge like towards him but he's not the kind of person i would love to follow and see what he's what doing. was the what was the mistake by the way i'm i'm totally not aware about it you know uh, most of us know zagaban he worked three projects for multi millions of dollars and when the fat came in the azuki floor was 29 28th after the fat came in it came down to 9th moonbird's floor was 29th Kevin Ross <laughs> achieved uh, nose diving the floor price without even rugging with doing uh, with taking bad decisions uh, back to back first of all when you make anticipation is very important in web3 when you build anticipation for your token holders you should deliver because you are bringing their expectations high when you release oddities as a for ethereum drop that it was airdropped to the holders uh for the uh, bronze nesting and when it's getting to silver nesting people demand something cool and when you do fanny packs that's going to like discourage people that was the first part then he came up with the cc0 without even communicating with the community to see if they how would they take this that did the second thing then it was the high like back to back they made bad decisions and floor of the moonbirds from 28 came down to 9 that's like very bad that might can i like have one minute sorry yes. sorry let me know when you're back and then we'll do a commercial <laughs> so let's time for a commercial break uh, you have been listening to rockless radio since a while we have done over 36 recordings 36 episodes this is the 34th 37th episode bringing in people from diverse uh, backgrounds and you might have seen a lot of my nfts if you still haven't uh, go check out 
on the links below. I'm sure you'll love it. And let me know in comments which one you like the most. Um, also, shout out to uh, friends in Iran and the situation that is happening there. Hope they get their hope they get their azadi, their freedom very soon. Um, so, a big shout out to them. Hashtag Masa Amini. Uh, go and retweet that. Let's keep the spirits Good. alive. My coffee is here. Okay. Okay, sorry for that. We know it's good. We just took a commercial break for the first time in this uh, <laughs> history of the <laughs> history of this podcast. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. So are you showing your sponsor right now? <laughs> I'm the sponsor. I was talking about my NFTs <laughs> and also about uh, and also about uh, a social, I mean, uh, the situation that is happening in Iran. Maybe I give a shout out to uh, Masa Amini and the hashtag. And I hope you get the freedom, the Azadi very soon um, from the extremist. By the way, Azadi is a common word between Hindi and Farsi. It, it has the same meaning. Oh, I didn't know that. And thank you yeah. so much. Thank you so much for the shout out. That's the reason... We are all feeling a little bit, not a little bit, very blue these days. What's happening in Iran is just uh, unterrible. It's very bad. Hope we get the Azadi, as you mentioned, that we need and we deserve for everybody, everywhere in the world. Absolutely. It's high time uh, with, with the 40 years ago, the revolution that you had. Uh, it took back, I think, the country in... A hundred years back. So, I mean, thousand, with the, <laughs> thousand years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, but it's very nice to see. I think it's going to be the first time where women have a revolution being led by women um, and being supported by people around the world has come in, uh, come into effect. This is, this is really amazing to see. It's going to be a change for the positive. Um, I'm sure the, outlandish laws and the old orthodox extremist ideas are irrelevant uh, to this world and i mean what are you getting out of these women can women are powerful they can do anything so i hope the best it's i hope it gets uh, all done and settled very fast we all hope for the best on my thank you thank you again for saying that brother it means a lot we have uh, we have a lot of uh, what do you say commonalities between India and Iran. You know, uh, we talk we spoke about this in the first episode where we had an art historian who worked in a museum. Her name is Golora. She is an NFT artist. She worked in museums in Iran and then in uh, in Turkey. So we are discussing all the similar things that we have uh, amongst us. Because language is similar. The the Word dunya means the world. It's the same for in Iran and Hindi. Many, many it's, words oh, are same. I didn't same. know this. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for saying this. I didn't know dunya is the same. <laughs> many, many words because uh, we had Mughals there, right? Uh, who had come from this region. Their court language was Farsi. And so a lot of, it, lot of words are common. Like the more I talk to our Irani friends, I get to know more about it. 
so it's it's a huge community a lot of artists are, are there from iran and that leads me to another question ali you were once mentioning on your space that the whole world looks at the middle east as terrorists and that shouldn't stop you from uh, taking being worried about image and I, that was your line then uh, what what do you think with web3 how it is going to change what uh, what impression or image is the middle east going to get because there's so many things coming out of that uh, that region actually like middle east no because like we have countries in middle east that are not considered terrorists the the worst one is iran <laughs> it's the biggest terrorism country in the world unfortunately but like not only me many iranians when they came to web3 because everybody was talking about decentralization and like it doesn't matter where you from we saw this as a safe haven so we thought that wow this place is the only place that maybe we can be free and not be like uh, upset about being iranian but after a while that changed too like we saw what opensea did other platforms did uh, we go to many spaces that uh, american people do like they talk about racism that oh bayc is a has racism traits on the uh, PFPs. It's uh, racism towards black people. It's racism towards like Nazi things and Jews and stuff like that. I, I have very uh, high like respect for those things. But the thing is that's in the past. We Iranian are facing racism in 2022. Racism is when you go on a platform and they block you because of only being Iranian. The only thing that oh, you have no. done is being born in a country that you didn't choose to like, and uh, going to a website that your country even isn't listed there. This is the new era of racism, what we're facing right now. Hope hmm. we see a change in that as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Because it's coming from the artist itself, right? So many talented artists. Uh, we are going to have Sabeth also coming in next week for the show. Uh, there is Amir is there. So many top talented artists uh, have roots in Iran. Um, and so many NFT artists are coming in. And you'll see at least one or two of them in any space you go at any time in, uh, in, in, in the Web3. And it's good that even if OpenSea blogs because of the political reasons, they are having good success and sales on other platforms which don't have restrictions there. Um, so it's really wonderful. I more power to all you folks there. Oh, you're bringing in Sabat as well. He's a dear friend. He's like a superb artist. I'm feeling, I feel privileged even being friend with him. He's such a cool guy, great artist, great human being, super kind, supportive. Uh, he has so many value to bring in. Absolutely, absolutely. We are looking forward to that. Ali, uh, thank you so much for this conversation. Let us now talk about your another venture, uh, NFT News Pro. You are a chief advisor there. So wh what is that about? And tell us, can you tell us more about it? Oh yeah, NFT News Pro is for Sam Yari. He's a, like a very best friend of mine. We go way back. Uh, it was funny because both of us like coming into NFTs in different ways. 
then we saw each other back into NFT. Was like, oh, <laughs> what are you doing? He was like, wow, what are you doing? And he started NFT news for way back. Like, and then uh, we say, why not do it together? Like, I, I'm not been, uh, like, I'm just kind of like helping them with the specific articles, how to go forward, how to uh, reach out to some sp notable people in Web3, things like that. But most of the work is done by the team. They have a very, they have a very nice, consistent team. They're doing a very nice job of bringing the news. I think we're releasing at least five new major news a day, even though in this bear market, they're digging everything up. And I'm still doing my job at my end, doing some specific uh, kind of news there. It's a cool website. It has a very nice uh, Google search rank. The news, are, the updates are very like on point. I'm proud to be one of the team members. I've just pulled up the website. So this is very nicely done. I, being an artist, I love this section of the website, which shows trends in art and NFTs and collectors, all kind of music, metaverse projects, everything you'll find in your yeah, um, that's one of the cool parts of the NFT news, bro. And for sure, uh, we added the art part because Sam, he's a very good photographer himself. He is very engaged with the art community, NFT art community. He's a collector. He's do he supports many artists. That's why it was a must to have it in NFT news, bro, as well. Absolutely. You know, what is one more feature as coming out uh, as we're talking about it? It'll be so cool to have a website where we can segregate collectors based on their art styles, uh, on what kind of art they collect. So there are collectors who are more keen to photographers or uh, there are some who just like uh, <laughs> that, what is that frog's name? Pepe. Pepe. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> uh, Pepe is, uh, and there are some people who like colorful, bouncy, a lot of arts. So. It'll be easier for artists to reach out to those and find a collector similar to their art style. Isn't yeah, this it? is a what cool feature. Think? I don't see this in, like, I, I, and the reason we have this section is because, as I mentioned, Sam himself is like engaged with the art community. So this is kind of a unique feature that we have in NFT News Pro as well. Absolutely. Awesome. So you mentioned, um, how to reach notable people in Web3. So can you give our audience a couple of tips on the same? Oh, that's the hard part. <laughs> that's the hard part because most of the iconic people in Web3, they are so busy. Yeah, like As we know, the space never sleeps. The, the speed is so fast, even in the bear market. And getting noticed and being in contact with these people is kind of super hard uh so I, how i did it i m went forward with the concept of how artists go for collectors i kind of use the same method i turned on the bell to see all of the uh, tweets and retweets and the stuff they're doing 
first I didn't engage at all. I was just observing to see what kind of tweets they engage with, what kind of topics they are interested in, what are their projects, what are they doing. That's the right approach for everybody when they want to reach out to somebody or want to like connect with them. To just put some time, turn that bell on, see what they're doing, what kind of people they're interacting with, what kind of projects they are like engaged with. That's the best entry point when you want to go for these kind of people. For anybody in the Web3, you should be on their Twitter, see what they're doing. And at the right time, when you're consistent with engaging with them, like you will get noticed. It just takes some time and consistency and choosing the right words on how to engage with them. So one more question. Give some example of what are right words and what not to do. Mm, this is the hard thing because, it, it, you know, me and Babi always say this, what works for me, it may doesn't work for others. So it's a very customizable thing based on your character and the way you want to approach uh, and the person you're approaching. Some likes short answers. Some of them need deep answers with like very thoughtful things to say. Others, they just love to see that you're interacting with them on regular basis, you're always first liking the tweets, retweeting them, giving them nice comments. It's not one thing. You should try different routes and see based on their character, which one is working for you. I can't give an advice like that because it's such an open concept. Everybody should come up with their own way of interacting with other people. Mm. Absolutely. But the worst thing, the worst thing anyone can do is shilling under a tweet that is a non-shill tweet. This is like a disgrace to the human race. Like, <laughs> you should see people when they tweet like GM and you should feel their heart on and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, That's the I, worst I, thing. I tell them, do you want to get blocked next time? And I've blocked many a times also. And you must be getting way more of that. So do you block them right away? What do you do? I have never blocked anyone. Uh, I have never blocked anyone. I, I've been blocked. <laughs> I have never blocked anyone. <laughs> That's very kind of you. Because I'm telling why this is kind. Because... I can understand how many notifications you must be getting and you need to keep your mind distraction free through reach that tweet that really needs your attention and uh, engage with. So how, how do you manage? Well, do you I'm manage not active that? on Twitter anymore. Uh, before that I was active on Twitter, poof, my notifications were just driving me crazy. Now my Discord notifications is driving me crazy. <laughs> I'm super active on Discord. Now I'm like less active on Twitter, but it's kind of hard to be honest. It's super hard. That, that's why I close my messages because when that message box is open and people, mm -hmm. your friends and people DM you, they uh, expect you to return and reply their DM. And when you don't, they get upset with you. But it's hard. It's hard like to answer all these DMs and notifications. It's not easy. But you still reply. Most of my comments and DMs you have replied to. So thanks for that. In spite of getting so being so busy. 
I'm doing my best. I'm trying to keep up. It's kind of you to say that, my Ali. Um, so you're talking about collectors. You're a big collector. I'm what not a big tips? collector. Yeah, of course you are. That's you're being very humble there. But no, I just love to support, man. I'm not a big big collector. It's Cosmo Medici. It's collectors are big names. We just we. I just have the passion to support and see beautiful art in my wallet. I just love to see that. So what is your collection strategy? Like what suggestion would you give to the artist for you, for them to be collected by you? Oh, for me, uh, since I have, I have no background in art, like zero background. Even when I had girlfriends that they were artists, I was like, don't talk about your art. I don't understand anything about the art. But when I came into Web3 and NFTs, the passion and the love that people had for their art, and I saw the power of the art, that like, wow, it gave me the jiggles. But since I don't understand the art itself on that level that I can like give feedback, is this good or not? I went for like for a long time, my pin tweet was, if you want to support an artist, support the one who supports the community. Mm. Uh, so that's the way I collected. Most of uh, the pieces that I collect are from the people who are doing spaces, doing supporting others, trying to uplift others in any way that they can. When I see something in somebody that they're doing that, it clicks in my mind. And when I go to the art and I see that something that I can resonate with, that's the second click. For me, it's two clicks. First one, supporting. Second one, resonating with the art. Amazing, amazing. I like really like both these points. Uh, it's good that you're giving a lot of importance to community aspect here. And about styles, do you have any particular genre of styles that you look forward to, or is it how 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 do you pick? Yeah, this is the funny part because me and Bab, after Nabulani, we started collecting together. Like we don't collect uh, individually, very few pieces. Most of it, it's done by the Nabulani. But we have two different tastes. He's all about popping colors and sci-fi and futuristic vibes. I'm all about retro black and white photography. <laughs> so it's like two different genres. Um, sometimes we have to come in between find something that both of us like. That's what we do in the spaces. Most of the time, we're just sending uh, pieces on WhatsApp together. As you know, he's host He's the best host in Web3 without doubt. That's why I'm super glad he's just hosting the show. I'm trying to go for the pin tweets, then sending him the pieces. He's like, let's go for the popping colors. I'm like, we got the popping colors. Let's go for the black and white. <laughs> let's go. That's what we do it. That's a great team. Yes, both of you are amazing. Uh, what more tips would you... You see so many artists, you see so many collectors. You also have those amazing secret chambers on uh, Nebulon's Discord. By the way, uh, these secret chambers are uh, talks with more uh, Web3-based influential people and gurus. So thanks for doing that. So as you see so many of these... What are the tips you would give our viewers for sales, especially as a one-of-one artist? You know, I think I mentioned this before in Avalines as well. Now that the market is so down, it's bleeding kind of, 
it's on the PFP side. On the art side, we still see nice movements, nice pieces being collected. If I was an artist, what would I do in this kind of market is to, I have to bring more synergy to my art. Because as we know, NFTs is not all about art. Art is a big section of it. It's the big incentive of it, but it's not all about art. A huge part of NFTs is about networking and marketing. So what would I do? I would have gone, I would go for artists, trying to go for artists bigger than me and start collaborating with them on any level. Because when I do that, I have a collector. If I was an artist, for sure, I had a collector base. The, art, the other artist has its own collector base. When you do this as a collaboration, you're bringing in a synergy to combine these collectors, both of them at the same time on a piece that both of you are doing. That brings higher chance of getting notice and hopefully getting sales. That was my first strategy in this market. Beautiful. That's a great uh, strategy. And you talked about collab. Sabit is doing a collab. Guys, check out Sabit. Uh, that's that's a fun collab he's doing. We'll also talk more about him uh, in his show. Ali, networking, what it's bleeding. And, you know, in economics, we say that when the market is down 20%, it's a bear market. But when it's continuously down for two or more quarters, it's called recession. Bleeding so, uh, <laughs> recession, bleeding. So what, what are your thoughts on the current trends? And so, Man, I was in well, crypto from the very start, from way back that Bitcoin was around. It was just booming up from 5,000 going to 7,000, all the way up to 20,000 and then crashing down. I, I see the crash. I was there, I saw the, the market bleeding back then as well. That, that time we weren't saying it's bleeding. We were like, it was a bubble, the bubble has burst. But it took some time for people to realize the technology and what it can bring and like get the attention. Then the hype started again. We are kind of, this time it's not like a bubble burst. It was a bubble burst for NFTs actually, because like people were like, oh, I'm going to buy this JPEG and tomorrow I'm going to be a millionaire. Yeah, some people made millions out of JPEGs, but uh, because of so many bad actors and I don't know, maybe billions of dollars of rock pools, people have lost so much money. And all of these scams, many nice people have left the space. And because of the recession, all the things in IRL that's happening globally, what we're seeing right now, it's bad, but we can see it in a good way as well. Maybe the market is maturing. The people that are here right now, that are standing and building and creating. As we always say with BAV, if you can stand strong in the bear market, you will be able to ride that bull when the bull market comes. Because that's different. We, we, we are maturing here. We're growing up here with the Web3 itself. It's still a baby. So that's what I think. We, we're going to see a rise for sure. We're believers. Wow. So what do you think the mature NFT market looks like? What do you see in the coming future? In the coming future, what I would see is like this, that we have so many NFT artists right now. But uh, like three months, four months uh, ago, I was getting questions. 
how do you see this project? Why do you think this project is good? Why do you think this is bad? I'm getting less and less and less of those questions lately. That's a very good sign. Because as I said, uh, people that are in the Web3 are getting more mature every day. Before, when they saw a project, they didn't know that you should compare the number of the collection size with the number of holders. If the ratio is not right, something is sus. Uh, they didn't check the activity. They didn't go to the activities uh, section to see what's the frequency of the buys and sells. These are the things that people have learned to check by themselves. This is a huge step. So people are coming more mature. Uh, their eyes are getting well known to what should they look for? What are the red flags? What are the green flags? Th this is very good. This is actually very, before it was like this, uh, your friend would have come to you. Oh, Tanmai, this project is very good. It's going to moon the next blue chip. They jumped and buy it without anything knowing about it. That era, that meta is done. Even if somebody comes to you, Tanmai, right now and tell you this project is good, you're going to go and do your Dior. Dior is a very important word that is getting more meaning every day in Web3. That's maturity. That's what I'm seeing is going to happen in Web3 every day that it goes forward. So for audience who don't know this term, do your own research. It stands for do your own research. Yeah, Dior, so, not the brand. <laughs> <laughs> We are talking about PFP projects here and they are more like uh, businesses or they should actually be more like businesses, right? Run like businesses and work towards some value in the society or for the holders. So what are your thoughts on an ideal um, PFP project or uh, something like that? What You know, as you said, the PFPs are so much alike like ICOs back then, but because it has art attached to it, it, uh, it's more aesthetic and you get more connected with them. But uh, in the base concept, it's like you're a shareholder of a company. It's it exactly business, most of them, at least it should be a business related thing that you're taking a share of that company by holding that PFP as your share. And the ideal PFP uh, still Moombers is a very legit one. BAYC is insanely good. Yuga Labs, what these guys, the, the BAYC and the Yuga Labs, these guys are the flagship of NFTs. Like they did a huge role of introducing NFTs to people. There are so many good ones coming in. Uh, I can't name that this one is good, this one is bad. There are out of 10,000, 9,000 are rock pools, 999 are failing. One is good <laughs> right now. It's a hard market. So what, apart from, apart from keeping its value always on the top and giving the rights to the, the copyrights to the owners of the PAP, what is the value those uh, apes are giving, <laughs> the board Ape Yard Club is giving? Well, that's the what thing I love think? about them and that's the thing I hate my moonbird right now because I, I, I don't know, maybe if I, I, I'm trying to getting matured every day myself as well. I, I work on myself to get more mature about the mindset of Web3. But CC, uh, CO, like that's like something I can't, I haven't reached that level to uh, resonate with that concept to open the rights. That's why people love their apes because they have the IP rights to their own. 
and they are making money out of their IPs. They're doing, they're launching businesses with their apes. Sabet, he's, he is the master of collabs and using IPs. I don't know how many times he has IP this ape in his own art style. Man, he, he's done vodkas with it. He done uh, nutrition bars with it. Like that's only one example. Others are making fast food brands, uh, drinking brands. That that's the beauty of IP. That's the that's the main one of the main reasons that BAYC is so adorable and lovable because everybody holds their own IP right. And it just adds to overall value of the brand. You know, one person starting a opening a club or a bar. Some people doing the clothing brands. And it has the ape, and the ape is recognizable, and people know that okay, this is from the B A Y C. So it increases the brand, I think, of the whole, of the whole uh, B A Y C. Yeah, it uh, benefits the whole. It benefits the whole. Uh, what Kevin Ross was saying was that if we do CO, it's going to benefit the brand. We saw it the other way around, but it's still is soon to judge. Maybe in the long run, it will benefit it big time. Till now, it was one of the worst decisions they made. But in BAYC, people are moving that IP forward and they're introducing their collection to the other ones who don't know about NFTs. That's the beauty of it. That's what we're seeing right now, as you mentioned too. I'm curious to know why why he took the decision of not sharing IP. Do you do you know? <laughs> because it's counterintuitive. I I think it's counterintuitive. Yeah. Sorry, what was the question? Why do you think Kevin Rose took the decision of not giving out the IP for Moonbirds? I would love to ask him. I didn't have the chance <laughs> to ask him that. Why did you make this decision? They were like, "Oh, we can't handle this marketing and all of these stuff, and like going after all of these collections coming up with our IP. This was getting hard, and we did this to make the brand." go forward on another level. We should, as I said, we should see how it will play in the long run. But I don't know so why you did, did that. <laughs> about Nabu faces, are you going to be giving the IP away? No way. <laughs> IP is for the owner. Um, we're not going to do that. IP is for the owner. For, for, like, uh, owner of the PFP, right? So the, yes. the, the owner of the PFP can use the IP. That's what yeah, I'm asking. hundred percent. We're going to give the IP rights to the owner of the PFP. But the hard part is bringing that collection, that art, that PFP NFT to a certain level that it has some value that the owners would love to use it on something, that they can rock on it and flex on it and say, oh, this is mine. That's the hard part. That's a super mm. hard part. Absolutely. Absolutely. This NFT market, many of, it was on the highest of sales as per data in September last year. Uh, we have crossed over a year from that incident. Many of the people came in with the attraction for PFP projects, but stayed back and also collected from one of an artist. Many one of an artist also came along. So how do you think of NFTs and for the business of one of one artists? Oh, you know, the, the, the thing I always say is like this. In PFP side, each time that somebody is making money, the other one is losing or at least making less profit. But in the art side, 
both sides are winning because the artist is selling their art. They're getting their eat. They're happy. The collector is buying the art because of the sake of the art. It's not a company related thing. They enjoy the art. So both parties are happy. So because of this, I'm seeing many of my PFP friends coming over and starting to buy one of ones because it's like enjoyable. There's not, oh, I lost this. Oh, the floor price crash. If you believe in an artist and you collect their piece, if they're consistent and going, uh, going to go moving forward in the right direction, it's a long play, but at least the chances of losing is very low. Very, unless the artist is not consistent and just leave the space and just let it go. That, that's the only way you're going to lose. Other than that, if you get a piece from a consistent artist that is trying to elevate their art, it's a very safe investment. You're enjoying the art in your wallet. And also, you're supporting that artist to get the motivation and the ease and everything to move forward and getting better every day. That's a nice feeling that many collectors are getting these days. I really love the highlight of the the last uh, point you made, consistent artists. So consistency is another big factor, isn't it? Oh, man, like I talk to them, like I'm like, oh, how are you going to collect? Which artists are you going to collect? They're like, we bookmark, we don't go for the artists first. We're going to wait and see how they're doing, how consistent they are. In this bear market, are they going to like leave and come back three days and make a tweet about their art and shill it and then go and come back? That's not the kind of artists we want. They love, because the, the, many of these big collectors, they are web pre-maxis. They are NFT believers. So they love to support the artists, as I said, the same uh, mindset. They're just supporting the space. They are active. They are consistent. They are moving this forward. They want to support that kind of artist that they resonate with the art as well. Absolutely. That's a cool thing. Bookmark and keep and see the consistency. Incredible. I'm, I'm also all about consistency. We have been doing this uh, Saturday space uh, since over 33 weeks now. This is the 34th week, 12 hours long uh, art share and um, chill and collect space. So I am totally in for it. For me, uh, I wasn't, um, I didn't come in to NFTs for the PFP, but it was for the art, um, uh, for the, for the accessibility to the world market for showing and displaying the art and having collectors around the world. I even selling physical artwork because of NFTs was, uh, made possible around the world. So that aspect brought me in and I'm definitely going to stay here. And as you know, I'm um, I'm going I'm going to be a speaker at NFT London, and then I'm going to be hosting meetups in Paris and Berlin. So I am definitely here um, for the very long run. It has brought a new perspective, new paradigm to my life, and I'm sure many of the viewers also feel the same who are still here in this time. Um, thank you, thanks for uh, that highlight, Ali. Yeah, man, you're one of the super consistent ones. You do. I remember you from the start and the way that you present the presentations you made about your art. It was so unique. You come up with a very fun vibe. That's unique. You know, that, that, this is the smart way. This is the right way to do it. You built your own character, your own brand, your own art style, and you're consistent. You're doing spaces. You're doing podcasts. 
دور دو فوق پرکشتن مای glad to have you in Nablonis brother I'm, I'm so glad to be there as well so um, it, it is wonderful what you guys are doing in Nablonis also right from first first space of shilling space of Babu in February to now it has come a very long uh, way uh, with it has it has done amazing with so 8000 plus collections uh, of sales and babu personally is amazing his his own brand and sales that he does um i really like your alphas too and i followed uh, punk 637 i don't know what is his number but he is doing an academy uh, i'm looking forward to that so can you tell our, our viewers a bit more about uh, that um academy yeah, sure. i'm not punk. personally uh, he, he I, i haven't got the chance to personally be friends with him but he is one of the most iconic people in web3 for sure he's the first guy who made the gm tweet if i'm not mistaken that's why it's been an nft his first oh. gm tweet yeah that was the first gm tweet he made and that guy is iconic and their team is like superb they, they are like deep web premaxes and what they're doing it's on another level of education they are collaborating with one uh, university in uh, cyprus and this is going to be a course for everybody that they can come in and learn from the best of the best people in nfts they have a, like their panel of uh, teachers and educators are like the top of the toppest so anybody that would love to know more and get more knowledge and the right knowledge that's the best place we are all looking forward to the classes to start so we're going to see you in the class as well tamai let's be the backbenchers <laughs> i remember the school days and backbenchers yes when is it starting has the announcement come in about when uh, i i marked it on my calendar i don't know my phone is not next to me <laughs> i put a notification on my calendar so i don't miss the first day of school you talked about gm tweets and i love your gm tweets also ali uh, it's always a motivating thought that comes with it so uh, thank you for that where how how do you find those thoughts uh, I, most of the time i'm like i love these motivational quotes i'm reading them all everywhere on ig on google and sometimes i spice them up with the nfts and web3 because when i do that when some something some short sentence inspires me i would love to share them with others to maybe have the same feeling on them as well and uh, thank you for saying that amma and it's such a wonderful connect, way to connect and guys listening a secret tip ali is quickest in responding to his gm tweets <laughs> so <laughs> press the bell icon and comment on his gm tweets ah <laughs> damai <laughs> okay uh, ali some tips on entrepreneurship from your 12 years in business um nft artist or pfp projects we are all one one person army here uh, we have to we are our own business 24/7 jobs all into one so what are some top tips on entrepreneurship that you would like to give our viewers today oh you should get used to being alone in the first steps that's the hard part when you want to be an entrepreneur ah 
by English. This is one of the hardest English words. Entrepreneurial. <laughs> this is hard. Even saying it is hard. Just think about doing it. You should first be uh, like to stand alone, fight for what you believe, and then start bringing others that they believe in what you think as co-founders, people to help you along. But uh, only the mindset is nice when you want to really do it. That's when the hard part comes in because there's going to be so much doubts down the way. You're going to think to yourself, am I doing this right? Am I on the right path? Is this going to work? Am I wasting my time, my money, my energy? That's the hard part because you should like put those all aside and just focus, have the tunnel view and just go forward, go forward, go forward. If you have done the right thoughts, done the right research, hopefully you're going to make it. That's real. What, what does one tell to themselves when they're having these thoughts? Self-doubt. Oh, that's... Uh, so, sorry, I didn't get the question right. When somebody is having self-doubt and having those questions to themselves, like, am I wasting my money? I'm wasting, am I wasting my time? Did I make a mistake? When these thoughts come in due to the market or to whatever reasons, what should one talk to themselves? What should one, what should one do? Well, I said it, it all depends if it's on the right track. But if you have chosen something, you believe it's right, you should just say, forget about it. Just move forward. These are all doubts. These will come to your mind. And you, I personally do this. When these doubts come into my mind, I'm going to say two years from now, one year from now, anytime from now, I'm going to look back at these and just laugh and be proud that I didn't listen to myself, to my doubts, and I just move forward. I think that's the best advice, just to think about the future and that you're going to look back and laugh at these. Yeah, look back and laugh at these. That's that's a very good, good point. Yeah, I, I even think about it to myself sometimes. I write it down in my diary. So let's let's take an example here from your Web2 businesses. What was a difficult situation and how did you overcome that? Oh, that, 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 that's the reason I'm a believer in these stuff. Because when we started our online business, uh, my relatives, they were like, what is this? Come do your family job. Oh, who, who does online stuff? Online stuff is for USA. It's not for Iran. Stop this. And when you hear all of these stuff and when you're working and you're not getting the feedback that you want, there are huge doubts kicking into your mind that stop this. This is not right. Maybe you should stop this now and let it go and go back to what you should have done from the start. I didn't listen to it. I just kept on going. I was like, I'm not a quitter. If I'm a smart guy, if I'm a consistent guy, I'm going to find the right way to make this work. Because the six month, the first six months was super hard. We were busting our asses off. The sales were, I told you, we, we are having sales for 3,000, 4,000 pieces right now. At that time, we had three sales a week. We sold three items in one week. We were like, oh, this is not working. This is not working. But we didn't think about it that way because we said, we're going to make this work. We're going to find a way to make this work. I'm still having the same concept with NFTs. 
the feedback in the NFT is much better than what we had in e-commerce. Man, I'm not an artist. Me and Bob, I don't know how many keys we have sold. I think plus 500 keys are sold. That's a very nice number to sell these number of NFTs. So I'm super hyped about it, even in this bear market. Uh, we're sure that NFT is going to be mainstream. It's, come, it's going to come into everyday life. So if we're here right now, two years from now, we're going to laugh at these. You'll be talking about the stories in the bear market and the jokes we shared. I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm sure about it. And, uh, and, and especially laughing on the drama. <laughs> oh, the drama. I love the drama. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to focus more on the drama part. <laughs> Yeah, like not to be all about art. We are adding other spaces. Uh, we, are, we are adding one for female artists only. So they have the chance to come up and it's like base, lovely and Ira, hopefully they're going to do it. We're doing another one uh, for NFT talks, not archers. And for the archer, that's uh, it's our main space that Bavs hosts. That part, we needed something to spice it a bit up. Like, not all about NFTs. And everybody loves drama. Even the guys that they say they hate drama, they hate involving, being involved in a drama. Everybody loves to listen to it. Everybody. Anybody that says no, that's like 1%. 99%, they don't want to admit it that they love drama. I think that's what attracts people. That's why the crime shows and the drama series, and they make so much money. <laughs> For us, it's not the money. We say that, okay, we're doing a three hour space. Let's spice it up a bit. Let's not make it a routine. Let's spice it, bring something new. From the start, Bav is the master of the shilling game, without doubt. Uh, as we move forward, the numbers were going up, the requests were going up. We had to come up with different formats on how to handle the space in a better manner so it will be fair and entertaining value, sales, to keep everything in one package, we thought that maybe this drama part would be a fun thing to do as well. Hope we can do it right without <laughs> upsetting anybody, unless they are the guys that we are targeting and they were the bad players. Like the last time that we got blocked by the scammer. <laughs> yeah. Ali, you mentioned about Babugar. I have been looking forward to have him also on the show. There are many space hosts watching this uh, show as well. What are the top tips you would give the space hosts specifically about how to get more collectors on the space? Oh, Tamai, that's very hard part. <laughs> because collectors, most of the collectors have ego. Uh, they like, it, it, it's not, it is easy. The hard part is when you want to have a panel full of collectors. Because it's mm -hmm. super hard to find collectors that they are like good with the other ones on the panel at the same time. Or if they are not, it's a super hard job of the host to keep that flow and the nice vibe going on. Because if you can't do that, that space is going to be a disaster because the collectors are going to get into a beef. They're going to hate you as the responsible because you were the host of the space. So that's a very tricky part. I'm not... Uh, suggesting this to anyone at all like the best thing to do is to go one by one one by one after that you are so certain that you can handle this if anything comes up you can add to that number 
but it's it's a tricky part. You should be very thoughtful before doing that. If anything happens, all the blame is on the host. Mm-hmm. It's a risky job, but also I, it comes with a lot of perks and benefits also. You talked about egos of collector. Um, managing in the space is one thing, but how to get them on spaces? How There are always collectors there in, in the space. And he pumps us up that even the artists collect from each other. So how, how to get these major collectors on space? Go to their DMs. <laughs> DM and chill and you'll get blocked forever. <laughs> you should first build that relationship that they feel that you're their friend and you're not only asking them to come uh, and collecting your space. Uh, it should be first the friendship. There, there are so many collectors that they come to our space and they don't collect. Because we don't tell everybody that you should come and collect. We don't go for that mindset. We just want them to be there to bring value when they open their mic. They have nice things to say. They have nice value to bring for the space. That's what we're aiming for. We never like we never tell anybody that if you want to come, you have to collect. That's the worst mindset that you can have towards this stuff. Uh, if the vibe is right, if the audience have good art, the sale will happen eventually. But if you mm. want to force it, that's like wrong. That's super wrong. Absolutely. Very important. I think these are tips of networking that you shared, which are applicable even in real life, isn't it? Even in non, in non web two, web three things. Yeah, my, 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 one of my major courses was negotiation that helped oh. me big time in real life as well. Like I still try to go sometimes if I have free time, I still go back to my uh, notes. The major ones that I made, they help in real life at the same time, as you said. Those are good tips. So can you give some tips from those scores? Oh, what (laughs) should I give you? Mm, Something that comes to my mind. No. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, negotiation, like first is, okay, do people have come across and okay, let's talk from at a point about selling. So if some, if you, you want to sell something to the person, that's also a, sort of a negotiation, right? Price and time and those things. So what would you do in that situation? Man, I you hate have a, selling. I hate <laughs> selling. That's why I chose e-commerce because you don't have to be there at the selling point. You do all the soft <laughs> backend, you put the, uh, put the product online, you take the nice picture, you put a nice description. You're not there to sell it. You have done everything. You put it there. If the customer, the audience like it, they're going to go and click on the buy button. That's me personally, because I have a huge thing for not being the salesperson. That's why I'm not very good in one-on-one sales. I, I don't like it. I just love to prepare everything in the right way, put it there. If anybody likes it, they will go for it. It so is I'm tough. not the it right guy definitely... to ask this for. <laughs> it's definitely tough. I, you love this book, Ali. I'll send you the link after the show. Never split the difference. It's named Never Split the Difference. Have you? You might have already read it. If not, no. But I would love to. Thank you. It is. It is all about uh, negotiation and 
how to get 100% of the deal. He was an FBI agent in um, in US and he negotiated terrorist deals. Oh, so, oh, oh, I heard about that. I would love to read it. That would be very kind of you to send me the link. Thank you. Absolutely. It's an amazing book. And negotiation happens every time in our life, you know, uh, with spouse, with with employees, with the people whom you work with, colleagues um, on the street, everywhere. I, I believe this is a key aspect to have. So about talking about employees, uh, how do you build team as an entrepreneur? You have done that a great job at it. So about the team building, what, what are some tips on that? The first step is that your team must believe in you, must believe in the vision that they are working for. If you only bring people that, uh, I'm talking about Web2, not Web3. If you only bring in employees that they are working to just get paid at the end of the month, that's not going to work, at least for the first steps. You need some people to believe in much more than the uh, compensation that they are getting at the end of the month. They should believe in the vision. They should believe in you as a leader, that somebody that is taking this forward. If you can build that trust, then you're doing something right. They are, they, they feel uh, that they are a part of this and they will put more effort, more time and more energy. And that's what makes the business go forward. If you can't build that with your team, I'm not going to say employees, because if you say employee, that's the first mistake. You need a team when you're an entrepreneur, you need a team to take your business forward. You should build that trust with them. If you can reach that level that you have built that, that's a very success factor, big success factor, I should say. Ali, you got cut out for like a couple of seconds. So oh, sorry. were you speaking or did you stop speaking? No, I think uh, my something happened. Uh, which part was cut off? So let's let's talk about you said that uh, it should be something more. They should believe in yourself and your vision. And it should be just more more than getting a paycheck at the end of the month. Yeah, so I'm like this. If you, if you want to start your own business as an entrepreneur, if you say, I'm going for employees, there's a high chance you're going to fail unless you have a ton of big budget behind you. Uh, a true builder, don't go for employees. They go for building a team. A team means people that they believe in the vision of the founder, of the leader that they are working with. If you can reach that level, you have a much higher chance of success. Did I cut mm. out again? No, I was thinking, like I was pondering on that thought. So it's really because many of the projects, even PFP projects, and there's so much need for collaboration and money is so many a times a big thought for the entrepreneur. I don't have that much amount to pay those employees right now. How, how should I talk to them? How should I onboard them? So what do you do in that situation? That, that's something that you can, it's much more easier in Web3 because that people that are coming in Web3, they have seen the vision. They have seen something in this movement, in this uh, technology that is going forward. It's much easier to find team members, fan members that they believe in what you're doing and help you to achieve it and, comp and get compensated at the end when you reach that level. 
you should use your talent that you have, your vision that you have, and being transparent about it, and like be vivid. And if you find those people, you should hang on to them because that's very valuable. That say that there's no money still involved. We're just building here. If you believe in what we're doing, just join the team and let's build it together. It's much more easier than Web2. Much, much, much more easier. Wow. Absolutely. It changes a paradigm. It, it's a switch in the thought uh, after listening from you. Very Much respect, Danmai. <laughs> Ali, a couple of rapid-fire questions. Uh, what What are you curious about? Curious about which part? <laughs> it's an open-ended ended question in life or in anything. What are you? What 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 is your curiosity towards? Mm, I don't know. I'm curious about many things. Poof. <laughs> but I, 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 the most thing I'm curious about is how will the NFT be in one year from now? That's the most thing I'm curious about to see how this is going to move forward. That's the most thing I think about every day. Okay. So what do you think it's going to be? <laughs> now we're seeing that uh, doctors and hospitals are giving out the patients, uh, like the report in NFTs. We're seeing universities uh, doing the like the degrees in NFTs. So that provenance and the clarity of the blockchain is something that is beyond art and beyond PFPs. It's the technology that we're seeing is using that it can be used on everyday basis. We're seeing Starbucks, all these major brands coming in and using a, a very uh, daily manner. That's, uh, if you see that going forward, it's going to be very crazy. And th th that's what I would love to see. I don't know how it's going to be happen, how it's going to like look like. That, that's why I'm so curious about it. If I knew how it's going to look, I wasn't curious about it anymore, to be honest. Uh, some movie house also uh, made an announcement, right? Production house about NFTs. Production house? I don't know. But there are many big HBO brands. HBO or something. There was some big announcement. Um, Wall Street. There, there was a big... Uh, they keep coming. But even in the bear market, it's surprising to see those people adopting Web3 and marketplaces to... Because they don't care their... about bear market. They see the technology <laughs> and what it can bring and what the value it has. They don't care about mm. the bear market. They, they are using it in their own advantage. That is very good. And the benefits that they can have from it. In, for laymen who are not who are far away from Web3 in Iran, in India, or anywhere around the world, who still it hasn't sparked their interest, how would you tell them? Or how would what would you say in a couple of lines that they would want to know more or they would get curious about it. You're dumb. Come and learn <laughs> and don't be dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would definitely trigger them <laughs> to come and learn about it. That was a good one. They're directly piercing through their ego. 
because I, I don't even it. can talk with my IRL friends that they don't know about NFTs because the only thing that uh, inspires me these days is NFTs and Web3. And if somebody doesn't know about it, I'm like, I don't have much to say to you. Okay. Hi, how are you? Are you good? Yes. Yes. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> exactly. All right. Ali, name three people living or dead that you would have liked to have lunch with. Like to have lunch with. Mm. Mm. All of them are Web3 people. <laughs> I don't care about anybody else outside the Web3. All my passion is about Web3 and the people in Web3. One of the most ones that I would love to have lunch with is for sure is G Money. That guy inspires me a lot. You don't know what I'm telling you. He inspires me a lot. Uh, besides G is uh, Fubar. I'm not even friends with him, but he is so like knowledgeable and so smart. And I'm sure he's kind of a nerd, but I even enjoy nerd people in Web3 because their mind works in a different way that you can learn so much about their perspective because they see things different than you. Like the way we see it compared to a nerd guy that is deep into coding and the concept of Web3, that's a different thing. Um, the third person, this was a very uh, tricky question. I never thought about it before. <laughs> that's what we person. do, Yar. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't thought about the third person. Maybe if I put more time on it, I would come up with something, but I can't think of the third person right now. You also like history, right? Nabu Lion, uh, Nabu comes from ancient Mesopotamia and so on. So anybody from the history that you want to have lunch with? Because even living or dead, like dead people are also welcome here. Yeah, man, like not having lunch, one of my like biggest dreams was like, can I be 24 hours in mind of a dictator to see what do they think to do? They do these things to people. <laughs> like, what are their concerns that they don't even care about killing, mass murdering, and all of these stuff? What goes around in these people's minds? Uh, this was one of my biggest dreams to be able to be in their mind for only 24 hours. Yeah. I hope you wouldn't have gone crazy after that. Yeah, yeah like I was like, what, what are these people? Why are they like this? <laughs> At least maybe I should be in the shoes to understand what comes to your mind to be like that. Because if you want to hate something, the more you know about it, it gives you more right to hate them. You can't hate somebody unless you're in their shoes to see why are they doing this. Maybe you can hate them even more. Yes, that's, that's, that's what I'm curious about, that how can you convince people to F themselves? Sorry for <laughs> my French. <laughs> okay. So um, the other two you mentioned, uh, Fubar and G-Money, what question would you ask them? What question would you ask Fubar? Oh, they, I, I, I would love, to, I wouldn't ask anything. I'm like, Fubar, I would love you to just talk about Web3 and I listen and learn. <laughs> Anything that interests you, it's going to interest me as well. Please talk and I'm just all ears. Okay, what about G-Money? Oh, I would love to ask him. Actually, I would ask him that 
because he is so smart he can he can like get the trends very right he, he can put the finger on something and say this is going to boom and it will boom i would love to have his vision on how he see things what are the red flags and green flags when he sees it because he has a very nice vision towards web3 related stuff that's what i would love to learn from him you also recorded a podcast with him right yes uh, when are you publishing that <laughs> uh it was ready but because of the situation in iran i didn't like uh, i i wasn't in the mood mm. to go for it right now it's ready everything is ready the next episode is ready but i'm just waiting things cool off i have a better mood then i will go for it for sure <laughs> all right i'm looking forward to it and uh, glad i was able to help uh, with the platform anything i'm always here if you if you anything i can do with the experience of these podcasts yeah man you help me a lot you are money both of you guys you are fam thank you so much it was a great thing that you guys did for me thank you tan mai awesome as you're talking about lunch what is your favorite food ali iranian dishes all with rice i'm a rice lover anything with rice i like can you name a dish or two yeah we have the one of the famous ones that most of the iranians love is lubia polo <laughs> that's a very nice one um, we all love kebabs chelo kebab <laughs> that's another one like oh, everything with rice you know what ali we also have pilav in india oh polo polo is the same yeah. thing in turkish we say pilav in farsi we say polo in hindi you say you say pilav yeah pilav yeah it's the same thing <laughs> but in india it's vegetarian <laughs> we have vegetarian stews as well but most iranians are like meat lovers yeah so the word pilav in india refers to a vegetable with rice thing and biryani is what refers which has meat in oh, it oh yes 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 you're right you're right <laughs> we have a lot of similarities so the the dish you mentioned lubia what what was lubia the polo. name again <laughs> lubia polo what yeah what is lubia it's beans beans Bean. yeah uh, am i saying it right yeah i think so if i'm not mistaking the word uh, i'm not used to changing vegetable names from farsi to english but maybe i'm mistaking <laughs> <laughs> so it's vegetarian it's vegetarian right if you beans, don't yeah then we have lubia polo without meat it would be vegetarian okay <laughs> all right next question ali what advice would you like to give your younger self i'm sure you're too young but even younger self don't smoke ah that's one of my wishes that i sleep one night i wake up the other day and i forget that i was a smoker mm. yes definitely uh, many people who do that you know what is the problem um in islam they don't allow drinking right even yeah. in gujarat there's a state here that doesn't have drinks i'm not saying that drinking would help but those people where where drink alcohol is banned they get a lot of cancer issues they eat a lot of tobacco they have a lot of they they go out for smoking hookah and all those things where i'm not for drinks and alcohol both i am a teetotaler i don't do that but i'm just putting out a fact <laughs> observation so 
All right, Ali. Next question is: What is your favorite movie? Man, you have lots of questions now, man. <laughs> these is these are rapid fire questions, <laughs> so just fun. Uh... <laughs> My favorite movie. Uh, never thought about it because I'm the kind of those guys that I never see a movie twice. The the only th- movie that I've seen twice, I think it was. Uh, enter the void because it was a like a strong deep concept i had to watch it two times that maybe i understand it i didn't even understand it at the end i haven't seen it i'm just noting it down it's like a deep concept <laughs> about so do you like watching movies yeah I, I, what I, 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 as soon as i'm free and i have free time i hop on uh, netflix or something to watch some movies hmm So what kind of genres do you watch? Everything from musical <laughs> drama, not love stories. I the only genre that I see the least is the love stories and the horror ones. These two are the least ones <laughs> that I see. Most of the time I go for drama, action, thriller. Drama. <laughs> yeah, I love dramatic movies. <laughs> I I love dramatic movies. Okay. drama action thriller all right so what book do you like oh, oh everything that, that i can learn something I, i never go for novels i never read stories what i enjoy is like text related uh take i'm not a big book reader i'm such a big fan of articles i love articles anything related about tech anything that i can get value about it in anything that i can talk about it in new topic that i can learn from i'm a big fan of those so you're like a sponge always absorbing new ideas and trends yeah i'm trying to do that i'm trying to keep myself updated on different genres being diverse about it are talking about webs different webs for 1 2 3 web web 1 was where the owner was just displaying the content on the website nobody viewers couldn't interact with it web 2 was where in people interacting with it could make content could create content not just the owner but everybody was making content like twitter and uh, facebook and social media in web 3 the creators have the ownership of the content, content that they create what do you think will happen in web 4 Hmm. Haven't thought about it to be honest. I'm only <laughs> focusing on the web 3 part. <laughs> Didn't thought about the web 4. <laughs> Because I love the concept that the creator owns the rights to the content they create. That's a huge step forward uh, and that's the part I'm only focusing on. Didn't thought about web 4. All right. Yeah because even web3 is so in the nascent stage and it's like a baby and uh, we'll have to see what problems web3 is facing that web4 would solve I think it's uh, easy 10 years more for that Yeah I don't have I didn't even thought about it to be honest <laughs> Okay uh, Ali are there any social or charitable cause that are closer to your heart and that you support Oh, in the in our website, we did a cute thing. 
we were like putting away a very small margin, a very small margin of every sales. The, and it was shown on the upper side of the website that it was like a piggy bank. It was going up little by little uh, because I, I, I'm still, after seeing all of these things in my life, I'm still a big believer in karma. And oh. because of that, I believe in that when you are making money, when you are going forward, you should always put aside a small part at least to try to help others in need. But I didn't, I never wanted to be like, uh, personally, uh, interacting with the part of giving it away because it's, it will bring a huge, uh, responsibility on your shoulders to find the right guy and be sure of that. I would love to give that responsibility to others that have more passion than me in it. I would just love to support them in what they're doing. So it's, it's always, and in Iran, Iran is such a poor country. If you even look around, you're going to find 10 uh, nice causes to support, to like give away. So that's, I didn't go for anything specific. Even in our website, mm -hmm. at the end of each month, the money that was uh, like, uh, it was in the charity bank that we hold. We put up different charities. People would vote and we will make a bank check and give it to them. Wow, even that you take a public opinion on where it should be uh, gone to. That's very interesting. Thank you, Tanmay. If what do you like to do for fun, Ali? A lot of serious stuff we spoke about. What do you like to do for fun? Clubbing. What kind? Oh, electronic. <laughs> I'm a huge electronic fan. So clubbing in electronics as in like what, what do you do there? Ooh, you go, you drink a lot of alcohol, you dance until mm. you're going to die. Oh, electronic <laughs> music. Okay. <Yes>. Okay. <laughs> I, when you said electronic, I started imagining those Chinese markets who sell electronic stuff. No, like, electronic where does music. Go? <laughs> electronic. I'm a where big... does Ali dance between them? <laughs> I'm a big clubber. I love clubber. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. That's amazing. We definitely need a way to, um, put off the steam. Yes. hundred percent. All right, Ali. Thank you so much. We have come to the end of the show. If there's any concluding remark, uh, comments that you want to give or suggestions that you want to give to audience, it's your time. Uh, the only thing that I want to say is towards you, Tam Mai. Please always be like this. You're such a cool guy. <laughs> Your vibe is great. The, 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 the way that you come on to stage, talk about everything, the jokes you make, your vibe is super great. Please be this consistent. You are one of the kind guys that I know, and I would love to see more people like you in Web3. People like you help this space go forward, forward, and forward. Thank you for doing that. Be like this. Always be like this. Okay. Thank you so much. You're very kind to say that. And I mean, words like this from uh, amazing, notable, distinguished people like you definitely makes me believe more in myself to keep doing this. So thank you so much. Now, you know, I don't give flowers too much. It was like 100% <laughs> what I think. Wonderful. And thank you for this show. It was great. Thank you for having me. Hope you do great with this. 
I should be a fan of your podcast as well and hear what you're going to ask. And <laughs> these questions are other people are answering them. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. That's how we have kept the fun part about it. So everybody listening to this, if you have heard this so far, you're amazing. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode. We'll be coming shortly next week. Another, with another fantastic episode. Next episode is going to be of the managing editor of Super Rare magazine. And then we are going to have Sabit and other people. So many exciting episodes coming up. Stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe and share this episode with your friends. And check out, check out my NFTs. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Tamai. Bye-bye. <laughs>